This is the Bourbon Bookshelf Podcast, where we cover books, beverages, and the general BS of the day. A few disclaimers, we are not literary experts, or experts in anything for that matter, and explicit content should be expected. I am your host, Barry Price. I hope you enjoy the show. Good evening, evening, fellas. Evening. Howdy. What y'all doing? Drinking. Johnny, say that every time. I don't. I should say what you bet. Let's add another one. (laughs) (laughs) What are you drinking, John D? Uh, Ginger ale and Tito's kind of taken to that one it seems like we just have ginger ale my wife bought uh <clears throat> ginger ale uh whatever mixers for her pregnant friend so i have them around and they never made them over, made it over there so i have them available mm. and it's good yeah i bet i used to love ginger ale jared bro drinking some Chianti Classico Reserva, year 2019. This is also, this is a Kirkland signature um, <laughs> model here. That's what a Hannibal Lecter liked to drink was Chiantis. <laughs> so, uh, well, good. Glad you're shaking it up. I, uh, I'm i having a Tito's and Topo, but I was going to drink wine all day. I'm like, I'm going to have a glass of wine on the podcast. Because a few, a while back, Kathy's boss had bought her a bottle of wine, like a nice one. It's like $70 bottle of wine. And I've been looking at it every day. I'm like, I'm going to drink this one of these days because she's not going to drink it. And then uh, the other day, we were kind of doing some fall cleaning and found two more bottles from last Christmas, I think, that had been gifted to us. So we've got quite the collection growing, but. I opted out. I've got stuff I got to get done tomorrow. So I'm just sticking with Tito. So I'm only mildly hungover instead of <laughs> instead of very hungover. Well, you know, I still feel like you could switch. And that one empties. Maybe I will. Oh, shit. Well, uh, John, I feel like we should just do a quick follow-up on the uh, progress of our bets here. I, I don't think that's necessary. <laughs> Jared, are you there? <laughs> nope, there he is. Looks like a pointer. <laughs> Well, John, in my head, I think you're out of it, but uh, it's not over till it's over, so keep after it. And do it for you, not for the bet. As long as you stay out of your head. We'll see. Do it for the bet. I haven't weighed myself, so I don't know how that one's going. I feel skinnier because I've been eating eating pretty good. 
and drinking a lot less. So surely between those two things. What are you, are you a solid, solid, uh, proper solid, proper solid. (laughs) (laughs) Proper solid. A lot of people are shocked when I tell them I weigh 250, but I guess I just carry it well. If you see me without a shirt on, it's pretty obvious, but. <laughs> how's, uh, how's your half, Jared? Oh, it didn't go so well. Yeah, hour 27 is pretty shitty. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'd be on suicide watch if I got an hour 27 for a half marathon. <laughs> what well, didn't go good? Yeah, we, we, uh, I was expecting better, but you know. You're trying to go sub 120, yeah. right? Well, maybe not this attempt. I would have liked 122, but a lot of things weren't going for me on this race, but that's all right. We'll be back. It won't be the last one. Lord Meg well. did, however, uh, had a huge PR, five-minute PR, Dang. third overall for the females division. So yeah, and got paid cash since cash when they money, started, started doing that at races. I don't know, man. They they but yeah, they're giving out cash prizes for podium. It's like golly, I mean, I mean that'll motivate a man right there. Yeah, eighty bucks, eighty bucks for for third. What first Does that place? Cover the entry. Yeah. I, I don't know how much first got. It did cover the entry, though, at least. Yeah, well, I mean, we signed up a little late, but a large majority of it. Large majority of it, yeah. It still feels like a net positive. It paid for some of our drinks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, good. Congrats. To Meg, I guess not to you. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> I'll settle for I, 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 yeah. I, I had a bad right. I mean, I still finished fifth and first in my age group, but eh, doesn't feel like it. <laughs> yeah, well, I know what you mean. It's like, I mean, it is the same deal for me at Paladuro. It's like probably the second best 25k I've had since I started running again. And it was just uh-huh. just wasn't it was wasn't a good day though. Yep. If it doesn't feel right, I mean, you're not going to feel good after. Yeah. Race, even if you did well, mm-hmm. considering. Yeah, yeah how's y'all's training going? I know y'all were just talking about it. Mine's right. going good. I've uh, I've only missed one and a half workouts in, in the whole training program. So the whole Best block, I guess, is what we call it. How are the workouts going? Good. Are they getting easier? Uh, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. like, the, the, like the single leg RDLs. That makes it oh, hard. well, no. I oh. thought uh, <laughs> thought I had a season-ending injury. No, on man, not day. on the RDLs. Trying to hurt us. <laughs> huh? Coach is trying to hurt us. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> My intention. It's still a little tender. Thankfully, it only it doesn't hurt when I'm running. So that's good. I'll deal with it. I'll I'll carry that pain the rest of my life as long as I can still run. 
But no, everything's getting easier. I've actually been doing a little extra on some of if I'm at the gym, I'll do just a little extra stuff just for that's good, you know, hit the beach muscles a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But John, it's good. My runs are getting I'm kind of back at that point where like running doesn't sound like the most miserable thing I can go do either, you know. <laughs> what uh is is the treadmill still a dread some days i don't mind the treadmill walking on it power hiking yeah power hiking i don't mind that's good i don't like running on the treadmill though oh and i do want to go ahead and ask for a little bit of flexibility i know we for the bet reasons we said it's got to follow the schedule, but I'm not going to have access to a treadmill next Monday. So I'm just going to do something. I'll Take be hiking. I'll be in Fort Davis. So I'll be hiking. Just get your miles in. Yeah. So, yeah, an hour on the treadmill is 3.6 miles at the pace I've been going. So John's been Ruck, Ruck carries for his, right? One time. Yeah, once. <laughs> well, you know. I mean, I'll be hiking or something. I'll be I'll be climbing for sure. Yeah. And, and I may go run for it too. I don't know. Holy shit. What's wrong over there? Damn. One of the legs of my chair is about to fucking snap off down here. God damn. I know that feeling. I, <laughs> my that would have been a catastrophic thing <laughs> right there. <laughs> well, John, you gonna do better next week. Yeah, hopefully I'll be in town all week, but that remains to be seen. Well, and if you're not? I'll try my best to get whatever I'm in, whatever I need to. And next week I will actually be out of town all week, so I'll be looking forward to that. Out in the mountains. And it's a vacation. And you're going to get them in while you're out of town? Yeah, because okay. it's, it's vacation. It's not work. Where are y'all going? Boom. Boom. Somewhere around there. I need to figure out how to get fire chains. Is it going to snow? Uh, they said if it snows, you need tire chains. Well, AutoZone probably has tire chains. It ain't the getting them that's the problem. I think it's the getting them on. <laughs> So I was, I was looking at some for a trip to Rio Dosa a few years ago. They have the zip tie ones if you're in a pinch. But they don't last very long. And they're How much? I mean, I don't know. What? Kind of seems like it would have to be. I'm no expert in any of it in snow or tire chains, but I just would not expect a snow in November that would require tire chains. Well, I think it's dirt road up the side of the mountain kind of thing. Not we're not staying in town. Sounds like a good cabin. If you're lucky, it won't snow till you're there, and then you'll just be stuck in there. Yeah. 
And then it's time to leave. I really want to go stay at your cabin in a dead of winter. Be snowed in for about a week and that possible, John? Go about half crazy, probably. You you can use it because you can get up there. Uh don't people live up there year round? Yeah. I guess Barry's got a car you could get up there. But they have tire chains. Fuck yeah. Yeah, the taco could get back there a bit. The truck definitely could. Now, whether I could. <laughs> but really, the road is not that bad. There's a few spots. It almost seems like if there was snow on it, it would be more passable. In some spots. Might make it more difficult just because you can't see all the holes and stuff in the road. Yeah. I was shocked that time that girl showed back up in there with that old Honda Civic. (laughs) (laughs) You're liable to find Annie Wilkes back there. Yeah. Well, that'd be part of the fun. I remember your neighbors that one time I was in the bathroom taking a leak and I looked up out the window and they were standing outside the (laughs) <laughs> outside the bathroom window which is right there between the house and the shed so it's not like they were 100 yards away I mean they were <laughs> in the window I wonder what the hell they were doing over there I think Jared was out there talking to them oh, oh yeah 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 yeah. we were I don't know what we were talking about I can't remember now but I don't know yeah. why they were over there to begin with I know she they, had us, I know she they had us in, over there but, Huh? Remember, she just had us ride over to look at check out those maps. You remember that? Like, she was showing us some maps of some of the local trails. I don't think I remember that. Jared went alone. I I remember talking about maps. I don't remember looking at any. Oh, well. We definitely didn't go anywhere. Are you sure we didn't walk over to her place? Definitely not. You might have. That was a long time ago. I put some kind of spell on you or something. She might have been Marie Laveau. I don't know who that is. That's a Bobby Bear song. Who's that? Bobby Bear, country music singer. Old school. Mm. Anyway. Someone out there knows. Probably. Oh, in the comments. <clears throat> yeah. person. Tyler Vance probably knows. For sure. Um, that'll be cool. Yeah, that could be your week to catch up, John, right there. When you get trapped by Annie Wilkes. Yeah, no, while you're in Boone. Really, the only run I'm worried about as of right now is the 20-miler on Christmas Eve in Amarillo. Are you worried about it? Just doing it. (laughs) But I think I will. Dude, dude at the canyon. 
Um, I probably won't. Or quite, we'll see. I mean, I'm going to be in town. We have Christmas Eve at my grandma's, so it's going to be a busy damn day if I do it at the canyon. Oh, well. So, well, you got to do it first thing in the morning. Yeah, like super Wake early, up. probably. First thing in the morning is probably. I can't, I can't do 20 degrees. miles in two and a half hours like you can, Jared. It's going to be a five hour event for me. It takes me three hours on it. <laughs> I've seen you do 26.2 and under three. Yeah, well, you know, that's my ass. Race time. <laughs> if I go Just to the canyon, if I go to the canyon, it's going to be a six hour probably running <laughs> with an hour on each side. All right. Well, how about you just get, you know, you have a four, four mile loop and you just ride that thing. And that way you can stop at the house pro for provisions. No, that's, that's water. kind of my plan. I'm not going to do a loop. Next. I'm going to do like, I'm going to do like four miles this way, you know, four uh, miles west, four miles north, four miles south. Yeah. All right. That's cool. four miles east. Do it. Something like that. Yeah. All long maybe five, loops. maybe five. All straight lines. No, might actually be possible in Amarillo. No, it definitely would be. Well, the <laughs> usual, the usual Airbnb that we stay at, John. I don't know if you remember this or if it was even there when we were there, but they have the bike path that runs on the the old railroad tracks all the way through town. Well, it starts, the start of the bike path was one block from our, our usual Airbnb we stay at, which is downtown, basically, and you can take it all the way to Sauncy, and then it runs all the way up and down Sauncy from the Wildcat Bluff Nature Center up to, like, the Girl Scout Road, which is basically I-40, and so I was like, well, shoot, if we stay there, I'll just hit that and go. I mean, that you could pick up 20 on that pretty easy. Mm -hmm. But we're not staying there, so. How long is it, how far is the run to the start? From the Airbnb I'm staying at now? Yeah. <laughs> mm, I don't know. Probably not, probably not that far. Nothing's ever as far as you think it is, you know. Brother, I hear that. It's probably only, I don't know. I'm staying south of I-40 this time, so it's probably, it's probably two or three miles. Nothing's as far as you think. No. So we'll see. I'll figure it out, though. I mean, I ran the Amarillo Marathon, so there's there's 26 miles of road out there to be run. <laughs> John, what are you going to do for your Christmas Eve long run? Oh, where's my <laughs> moved it the other day? May have packed it with me. All right, Jared, are we at a point that we need to reevaluate John's training plan? Uh, there's a strong chance. <laughs> Jared, John, Jared is preparing these plans out of the kindness of his heart for you and me. <laughs> well, I'm gonna 
no we'll money do it as is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we can modify it a little bit. <sighs> I may though, if I mean if 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 the stars line up good, I may go to Paladuro. I would like to, but when I also want to have I also want to have minimal impact on my family's Christmas vacation for their That's sake. Good. I I could care less, you know. But dude, it'd be best just to do it from the house. Yeah. Speaking of, me and Katie are talking about getting a treadmill uh, for the house. And we're kind of in an argument. She wants a Peloton. And I would like a curved one if I spend that kind of money. Yeah, if you're going to spend that kind of money. The curved ones are awesome, but I would just go to Academy and buy you a pro form treadmill and then download the Peloton app is what I would do. She currently has the Peloton app. But. Yeah, how much is the Peloton treadmill? I mean, it's super expensive. Oh. The curved ones are more than that, aren't they? Uh, there's. I was shocked for bone. something that doesn't have a motor in it. Yeah, the curved <laughs> one, it's a salt fitness the like bare bones one is three thousand. The elite is four. Even. I. Well, you heard my advice. Yeah, a curved one would be badass, though. I just don't. I don't think they inc- uh, go do incline on those. No, you, I, I wouldn't think so. I don't even know how that would work. Yeah, uh, that's a good point because. I think you just fall off probably <laughs> what does the curve do for you well I think it's the, the main to be thing is go ahead John. yeah the, the main thing is is there's no motor so right. it's more like running on the road instead of having the road run under you uh-huh um the curve i think is just kind of more ergonomic maybe yeah it's more it's supposed to be a more natural running motion i guess i don't know I really like them. You can also get on there and sprint about 30 miles an hour, you know. Who can? I shit, I can. <laughs> so probably anybody. I saw I was reading one thing and it asked, how fast can you go on this? And they're like, as fast as you can run. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think they're I think they're good investments. The Y just got all new cardio equipment, so I'm excited to see see what they got up there. It's not lifetime. I don't know what it is. It's brand new. Friday, uh, on Friday morning when I was there, they said, y'all got to be out of here by 3 o'clock because we got new cardio equipment coming in. We'll open back up Monday. That's kick-ass. So we'll see. What I would like is a treadmill that uh, counts my elevation for me. So, because right now they don't, and I have to go to a website that calculates it for me, which isn't a big deal. You're inputting that on Strava? Yeah. 
Thanks. I hit 3,000 feet this week. Dang. Hmm? For the whole week? Yeah, for the week. Wow. Not bad for Flatlander. Yeah. It's getting your steps. I really like those workouts because you can make them as easy or hard as you want to. Yeah. Uh, you start getting up at 10 or 11 on the incline, that shit's hard. Is it helping your running? I think so. You think so? Yeah. My uh, – this may be a, a weird thing to have noticed, but I think I'm, I'm picking my feet up better when I'm running. Yeah, good. That's one yeah, thing I, I've noticed that, like, I can actually feel. Mm-hmm. The uphill – running or even walking really helps your form oh really like I said it makes yourself makes you pick your because you got you have to pick your foot right if you want to get some gain but even it, even if you can like mix in a little bit of jogging in between like maybe some fart licks throwing some jogging in there and uh they'll help you even more yeah not the whole workout, you know. Maybe well, I thought about it seconds here or there. I mean, the other day I was on like I think I was on eight incline, mm-hmm. and I was at a weird. I was like, I, it almost felt like it had been easier to be running it than walking it. Yeah, at that, I guess at that pace, it probably would have been a really light yeah. jog. So I'm on it. I'll do it. And it may have been at that time. Well, sweet, hell yeah. No, you've been getting it. Thank you. It's a good plan too. I like that. Uh, I like that. I have Wednesdays and Sundays off, and I also don't have any ten milers on Tuesdays and shit. Right. So we'll get there eventually. Yeah. If I could get back to where I run a ten-minute mile, it wouldn't be a big deal. But yeah. I'm almost, I'm getting there though. I'm getting there. My my conversational pace is down to about 11 minutes a mile, I think. So Well, you just had that race this past weekend that you ran to. Yeah. And you were your conversational pace what, what I mean, what was it? I did the overall time was what five or six minutes slower than your race pace? As five minutes slower than I ran Energy City, which I felt like I ran as hard as I possibly could have. So I think you've already have made some pretty big gains. Yeah, I think so. Because I did that short amount of time. Yeah, because I did Energy City was about a 10 25 or 10 35 pace, maybe. Yeah. And then I did this one this last week basically is just part of my long run mm-hmm. um in 109 which is about an 1105 pace i think yeah well maybe and it was maybe, totally comfortable the whole time so see i'm wondering if if we need to maybe take away one of the one of the treadmill days and start adding in more running days I know later in the plane, it's like treadmill and then running, or is it running and treadmill? Yeah, I think later in the plan, it'll be, it says like three mile run and then yeah. 30 minute treadmill. Okay. 
Well, never mind. We'll disregard that. That's that's that don't work. I don't Something work. like that. That's coming. That's actually coming like next week. Good. See how weeks. you feel after that. that yeah, be... two weeks from now. So, John, it pays off, man. I've never believed, never once in my life have I believed doing the work actually pays off, but I, I'm seeing I'm reaping the benefits. <laughs> uh... John, you had a scam that you wanted to tell? Oh, yeah. I don't think I know anything about this. So I'm coming in completely blind on it. Yeah, I gave you a heads up, though, not to uh, pay any ransoms. Um, but so my wife got a call earlier today from a local number, not local to her phone number, but local to us, somewhat local, um, saying that she had missed uh, jury duty for a federal grand jury. Oh, shit. And that she was being charged. And it was the, and I, she added, she put them on speaker about a minute or two in. <clears throat> and I'm listening to it, and it's a sheriff's office. So finally, I, I asked um, what, what the uh, sheriff's, what, what the sheriff's name was. And he read off some name. I go, we don't live in that county. And he goes, no, I'm from two counties over. And the sheriff's name is so-and-so. And my name is Timothy Jones, badge number uh, 3112. Wow. And so, and I mean, I looked up, I found the guy's name on the website, which is also should have been a red flag that that was easy to find um, for the scammer. Yeah. And... I mean, he was pretty good. I mean, there were some red flags, but he was pretty good. Well, finally, that sounds like that, a pretty good scam, too. That's yeah. one that people would buy. Yeah. On. I mean, she was scared. And I was, I was, I'm usually pretty uh, cautious with those things. And um, he, then he said that I needed to leave the room because he was going to divulge confidential information from this trial. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I'm still not sure. So I called the sheriff's count, the sheriff's office in that county. And of course, they're not open. It's Sunday. So I got sent to the detention center because that's the only place that's operating. Uh, I think there'd be force. somebody at the sheriff's office. Right. Well, there was. Yeah. The, so they they connected me to 911. And then they had a sheriff's deputy call me back. They're like, yeah, is it from a Pittsburgh number? I'm like, yeah. They're like, that's a scam. Yeah. <laughs> So I had told Katie after he told me to leave the room, she put me on speakerphone and I just stayed in there. I'm like, do not give him any personal information. And so after he confirmed it was a scam, I went in there and just hit the hit this oh, off yeah. button. And she's like, What? Why'd you do that? Because <laughs> I want you to like yeah. he was like, I'm thinking she was going to jail. <laughs> I don't know what they were trying to get at, but basically I either they were recording her voice or they were going to get her trust and then get some information out of her later on. Oh my but, gosh. I mean, this is a lab. Usually scams, they go after really stupid people and it's really clear that you're being scammed. So they don't talk to you for 30 minutes and then you figure it out. Yeah. What, uh, you know, I'm not going to ask because I don't want to edit this episode if I can avoid it. 
I mean, I called the guy's um, the guy's number listed, and he uh, it was a he had voicemail, and it was a southern uh, gentleman that's voicemail. And I went back and listened, and I'm like, I don't think it's the same person, but it doesn't sound different enough. It was it was definitely a white southern male that was talking. Well, I'm glad you guys avoided it. Yeah. Wow. And here's my rule know. is just don't answer the phone ever yeah. for anybody. Uh, yeah. Period. I mean, there's <laughs> very few people that should be calling us from North Carolina, even though we live here. Yeah. And, well, and, I mean I mean, are you guys even like are you guys even like registered in that county? And well, that was my question to him. I'm like, we don't live in that county, so why are you calling us? Well, it's a federal case. So they'll they'll turn it over to whoever's local to them. Yeah, which is and a good I, answer, but I think I mean I still think that's yeah. That the actually for everyone out there, the uh, um, the sheriff in Orange County did let me know this is the county that this the scam was coming from. Mm-hmm. Let me know that your your local county would be the one that would be doing this, and yeah. they would actually send you a letter, or they would show up themselves to arrest you. Yeah, they'd oh. show up at the door. Yeah. 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 I think we get fined a hundred dollars a day if we don't report to jury duty. Yeah. What? Yeah. I actually did not hate jury duty the time I got summoned for it. I hated that uh, I was there for eight hours and there wasn't a freaking bottle of water or cup of coffee anywhere. <laughs> but you. Yeah. At least you get your mileage paid for. That's a good. Um incentive to keep going yeah i had to go uh did i go two or three days i think my check was eighty dollars dang yeah 60 or 80 i mean it was enough that i was like when's this damn thing gonna be here you know (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the one time i got summoned i went in and then i was selected but then i got struck from the case because i knew someone involved in the in the trial yeah well thankfully one of my best friends in, in midland is <laughs> is actually an investigator for midland county so i'm probably oh so he just say i actually do yeah <laughs> i just say i'm hard of hearing to get out yeah. <laughs> I, I mean i kind of want to sit on one the the one the one i got summoned for i probably could have gone without because it was like a the guy had like raped his wife or something it was weird oh, no. you know <laughs> Or his daughter. It was really like grotesque. I'm probably not even supposed to be talking about it, but yeah. <laughs> now they're gonna be they're probably knocking on my door here in just a minute. Yeah. <laughs> there was two cops. Timothy Jones. Yeah. There was two cops sitting on our the street over this morning. And I'm like, I'm gonna go see what the hell they're up to. Cause it looked like they're about to like bust somebody. Oh shit. And so what I got boo. I got boo on his well, I didn't talk to him. I got Boo on his leash and walked about halfway over here, over there. And I'm like, they're probably here to fucking bust me. I'm just going to walk <laughs> right over to them. Right. Gonna <laughs> shoot your dog. And- yeah. Where's my dog? I was yesterday when I was walking, running, whatever I was doing. Um, I was just walking around my wife's neighborhood, my wife's, the neighborhood my wife grew up in and I walked back to where their pool is. And it's way off the beaten path, kind of. And 
walk back there and look up and there's a sheriff's deputy sitting back there all by his lonesome. Wonder what the hell he was doing. I just kept walking <laughs> and just didn't even look at him. Seemed like a weird place to be sitting though. I think sometimes they go off and do paperwork or eat lunch or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know what happened with these guys. They were out there for probably 45 minutes. And so I finally just like, whatever, if it's important enough, I'll hear about it. You know, that could you ever just... hear anything. No, I mean, <laughs> this was just this morning though. So what'd you say, John? Oh, you could have brought a chair. Yeah. Just sat there about 50 yards away. <sighs> Wait, they could shit see you. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm here. <laughs> I walked over once without Boo, and then I was like, you know what? I better at least go get the dog so I look like I'm (laughs) supposed to be doing something out here. But uh, I guess uh, what books do you guys have? I have Scars and Stripes by Tim Kennedy. Cool. I look forward to hearing about that one. I love Tim Kennedy. Cheer, bro. I have the catcher in the rye. Oh, classic. Yep. Cool. Oldie, well, but a goldie. I've got uh, the fisherman by John <clears throat> Langan. Langan, probably Langan. So I guess John, let's hear about scars and stripes. I'm gonna go make a drink real quick. Shall go on with it. All right, um, scars and stripes, uh, and unapologetically. American Story of Fighting the Taliban, UFC Warriors, and Myself uh, by Tim Kennedy. Uh, many of you may know him. Uh, he's famous on Instagram and in the podcast circles. Uh, he's a former Green Beret and Special Forces sniper and uh, US, UFC fighter. Uh, he frequents the Joe Rogan podcast. He's been on Jocko a few times. <clears throat> And uh, so this was his story, uh, details growing up and all the trouble he got into while, while growing up and um, how his, what, what he did while growing up led to, ultimately led to the choices that he made that led him to the military and to uh, fighting. Uh, one story I think was funny was that they, scoped out a hardware store for several days and ended up breaking into it in the middle of the night by rappelling through the roof. And he, they get down there and then they decide that they didn't want to steal the guy's crap. So um, they, they just packed up and left. So then they, one day that while he was a kid, they decided they were going to go rob a, a gun store that had the gun, the owner of the store living next to it. Uh, he made the comment that it had never crossed his mind that the owner of the gun store might have been armed. Um, but I mean, he, he, he decided he made a lot of bad choices uh, in his life. Um, growing up, he became a firefighter or an EMT. So he could be a, become a firefighter. Um, he got fired from that job which he didn't care for because he was going to go to the police academy. 
and made it through all the all the way through the police academy and ended up getting in a fight kind of a fight you don't have to read that but uh got while he was getting vetted for a job got charged with a felony and he wasn't able to get a police job Hmm. all this while he gets two women knocked up within like a two-week period wow and finds out that he that he might have aids back when aids was a big deal um so that's when he went and joined the military um and he made it through a he got some kind of fast track after 9-11 to be to go to the special forces uh, but he details his time in the service and then also his t- time as a ufc fighter or a mixed martial arts fighter he made it to ufc at one point when i think it was strike force got bought but it was all very very interesting um hearing about his whole life i guess because i hear his bits and pieces and also always wonder how it all fit in because he talks about being fighting in the ufc and fighting overseas in the in iraq and afghanistan and I didn't know how all that fit together and almost didn't know what to believe. Um, But one thing that I thought was pretty cool is he, uh, when um, Afghanistan was um, being overrun last year, uh, he got a call from a buddy asking for help to get his buddy's interpreter out of the country. And they set up a whole organization and got, I think they said they got, 15,000 people out. I think they got some significant percentage, not a majority, but significant percentage of the refugees that were taken from Afghanistan uh, out in those, in like August of last, of the 2021 uh, was due to his organization that he was on the ground. Uh, I don't think he said he led it, but he was moving people around. Yeah, I remember that when it was going on. I mean, it was a really compelling story it was actually a lot longer read than i thought it was going to be it's less than 400 pages but it took me a pretty long time it's it's very dense in the sense that there's a lot going on and it's like it's a kind of a lot to take in when you're just reading in bed every night it's not it's got a reading in bed book probably yeah one story that he details is uh He's a sniper and he's just having to just snipe a bunch of people that are coming his way. And he says, like machine gunners, it's not really up close and personal. They're just firing out in the distance. But a sniper, you can see their um see their faces right before you take their life. And he has this, he took he doesn't even know how many he took one day and uh details the um the impact that made on his life and how it still sits with him today. I bet. Well, he's uh, – I really like him, like I said. He's got about the most energy I've ever seen in a human being. Yeah. <laughs> he's uh, he's something else, that's for sure. I mean, he's, I mean, he was doing TV shows. He's got his own business. He's got several businesses, but the one I know for sure is called uh, Sheepdog Response, and they're training people to – defend themselves and defend others with firearms training and, and like uh, mixed martial arts. He also just started a, uh, a uh, children's school 
yeah in austin or round rock or something you know somewhere mm-hmm. down there which that one's cool i i can actually support that kind of stuff especially yeah. you know in, in areas where schools aren't great mm-hmm. I'd, I'd recommend it to check it out amazon doesn't have any uh one-star reviews which i was huh. kind of shocked um, yeah you'd think there'd be one from yeah you got some somebody who didn't even read it yeah missing a few pages he's got a two-star it says well it's tim k 50 percent of what he says is a lie <laughs> interesting stories but they overly juvenile tone everything is awesome and everyone is badass didn't work for me that's kind of how he talks yeah i mean not everyone speaks like an academic yeah thank goodness yeah welcome to the bourbon bookshelf yep i actually had in my notes to try to sound more professional and intelligent while recording <laughs> I don't think maybe not yeah <laughs> anything else john d that's all i got well, let's hear about a uh, catcher in the rye jared bro you're on mute i think jared he was over there talking to Meg and not paying attention to what yeah. I was saying while you were even know what book, even know what book John just covered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. No, I was uh no. So what uh, book did I just cover? I can't remember the name of it, John, but it was very <laughs> compelling. What uh anyway, I do have a question. What so he they repelled down from the roof of the warehouse, right? Yeah. Did they leave the same way they came in? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. Climb the ropes back out. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of rappelling, <clears throat> the building next to me the other day, the window washers were out. Uh-huh. And those guys are braver men than me. I'll tell you that. The wind was blowing about 80. Yeah, and their things are out here like this. Swinging? (laughs) And it's only like a little. It's like a two-by-four with a little pillow (laughs) on it they're sitting on. (laughs) They get their squeegee. You cover more area that way. (laughs) (laughs) And they don't get paid very much either. I looked it up. You get paid a whole lot more. Me? They need to. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I think it said kind of like they're in, you know, washing the windows in downtown Houston. Right. Holy crap. Yeah, I mean, this the building they were on was probably only 13 stories, maybe. And still, I mean, that's a freaking long ways. But like Alex Honnold said, after about 30 feet, it doesn't really matter anymore, does it? So <laughs> <laughs> anyways let's hear about uh, catcher yeah, yeah, i actually catcher have no right. idea what this book's even about well, sure i was supposed guy. to read it at one point you were i'm sure i was yeah i think we're too. all supposed to read it but i think most people have read it by jd salinger um 
And, uh, you know, I, I'm going to be honest. I've had this book a long time. I've been working on it a while. And I'm not done with it, and I probably won't ever be done with it. Uh, but it's kind of a, about a, a, a guy that, that's uh, kind of dr- dropped out of school with, with like a couple weeks, with a week left in the semester. Um, he's kind of making his way around New York, I believe. And, you know, he doesn't want to go home. He's, he's a rich kid and, and he has a little bit of cash. So he's kind of spending it kind of just wandering around town. Cause he doesn't want to get busted by his parents. He's scared to death of his dad. And, um, and, uh, he, uh, he's kind of, he, he's kind of down on himself, but no one, the message I get from the book is that it's never really his fault for the situation he's in. It's other people's fault. And uh, I don't know. I mean, it, to me, it kind of wears on me after a while. Cause it's, that's basically the whole tone of the, the whole book. The whole tone is kind of like, I what was know, me? Fuck, like, fuck it. It wasn't me. It was this ass, you know, or, or that guy or that girl. And, and uh oh they're they're not a good time or you know but stuff like that but i i didn't find it very entertaining myself i picked it up at, at an airport but oh. but uh um but it's definitely well, if, you classic. Didn't, if you didn't finish it on a round trip to hawaii you probably ain't finishing it no i don't think i'm gonna finish it at all i mean it's, and it's not very long at all but um i'm not the only person that feels this uh this way about this book <laughs> there's a ton of one star reviews on on uh, on amazon and there's also a lot of there's also a lot of really good reviews some people really like it i'm not one of those people you know maybe uh maybe i just don't enjoy the classics like uh like others but um, um i believe uh Someone was telling me, I think Amber, my sister, was telling me that she was listening, maybe listening to a podcast, or she happens to know some folks have a book club. You know, one week there was Catcher in the Rye for the book club, or one month, and none of them finished it. Oh, really? Yeah. We so still need I, to talk to somebody about book club around here. Right. <laughs> yeah. Get something going. Yeah. But, but I don't know. I mean, pick it up if, if you enjoy the classics. It wasn't big on me um so i i probably wouldn't recommend it um i don't know maybe maybe i'm missing something maybe someone out there wants to tell me every time i you know what i'm missing the classic or a band book or any of those i just think stink for me maybe i'm not educated enough i don't know i try to read them and i've got better things to do no you read moby dick yeah, I had a lot better things to do than to read that one. <laughs> Did not enjoy that. But no, I, I'm not speaking poorly on the classics. It just, it just wasn't. It just wasn't for me. So oh, that's yeah. all I got. <laughs> all right, then. Short and sweet. Yeah, yep, mine's about to be awesome. I uh, didn't I, like it. Yeah. <laughs> Missing the first 40 pages. Now, uh, 
I've, I've got the fisherman by John Langan Langan. Um, this book has been one that I've seen kind of making the rounds on the, the bookstagram world on Instagram and, uh, seemed intriguing enough. People were kind of, kind of talking it up to be a really scary book. Um, and so I, I picked it up and I've read it. I touched on it a little bit last week or last episode. Um, Cowboys just lost in overtime to the Bams. Anyways, um, I picked it up and uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like I said last episode, part of the reason I picked it up is it's only 264 pages long. So I'm like, you know, we'll pick this up and plow through it. Um but it's a very dense book. I'm about 60% of the way through, and I can't say whether I'm going to finish it or not. I've got other books I need to get moved on to, and so uh, it's looking like it's probably going to be a DNF. Um, But I want to say that's not the book's fault. I have enjoyed um, reading it. I just... uh, I just don't think I'll you know, see it through at the moment. Um, it's kind of about, um, basically, there's two men who have uh, both lost their wives. Um, uh, so they're widowers, and they're kind of, you know, they kind of just become buddies through that alone, and then they both like to fish. And then uh, one of them, wants to go to a place called Dutchman's Creek to fish. And along the way, they stop at a diner. And the guy that owns the diner says, you guys are going to Dutchman's Creek. Let's think about this for a minute. Um, And then it cuts to the story of how Dutchman's Creek became to be what it is, which is about 120 pages uh, of the book, which is pretty good. And it's, it's kind of, it's, uh, it is interesting the way, you know, it's, it's well thought out, I think, and, and well-written, but it, but it is, I don't know what's going on, but it is kind of a slog. And well, what uh, happened on Dutchman Creek? So, Back in the old days, I believe is the late 1700s, this was a a village uh, in upstate New York, and a guy, the kind of the rich guy in town's wife dies, or daughter or something, and the next day, a, uh, this kind of just odd character shows up this kind of creepy character shows up and a lot of weird stuff starts happening in the town and then he fast forward to the late uh 1800s this area now has become like a work camp for people who are building a dam in this valley because they're going to flood the valley for the hudson river or something and uh in this same area, some funny stuff starts happening again. 
And what it ultimately ends up being is this guy that came back in the in the 1700s is some kind of witch doctor who can bring people back from the dead. Um, seems like specifically wives, but then the why the people he brings back from the dead know everybody's like deepest, darkest secrets. And so they'll kind of go around town and stirring up stuff. It has some creepy moments to it, but, and maybe I haven't gotten to the creepiest yet, but. Zombie wives. Mm, more like, more like, I mean, yeah, I guess so. Zombie mermaid things. I don't know. <laughs> but the witch doctor thing's name is, uh Der Fischer. Der Fischer, German is for the fisherman. Duh. But like I said, it's an okay. I mean, I I I have not disliked it. I'll say that. Um I also probably would not tell anybody to just rush out and pick it up though, either. So and one guy I talked to on Instagram who had read it said, You've got to make it through that story the found the original story of how this guy came to be which i have not done yet and so that's that there are a few Man. one stars but oh it seems like overwhelmingly positive reviews but uh some of the one stars a weird story story turned strange bordering on stupid very hard to finish <laughs> This is more of a fantasy book, not my genre. <laughs> so, and I would say that I I am a big fan of horror books, but this is not my kind. As I've said, as I've said several times, my favorite are like The Shining, where it's more like the, the guy's almost going crazy or something, you know? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, supernatural, but you don't know if it's, yeah. Is there actually ghosts or is he actually going crazy? You know? Um and then says uh this book had its moments but lacked a lot. So I would agree with that. I then there's times too it'll get to be a real heavy kind of action scene, and I just I can't really follow what's going on. So that's the fisherman by John Langan. Yeah. Jared, you were going to ask something, I feel like. I don't know if I was going to, well, it, has, it doesn't have to do with anyone's book, but um, do we need to tell everyone that the next episode is likely to be the uh, discussion on cormac mccarthy's new book yeah no i think we can You're gonna mention that can today can mention or that. no john's making a face like that's news to him no oh uh, i was aware that this was coming <laughs> maybe not the next one yeah i'll make it happen well, we, well we i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna one. lie i haven't even picked it up yet yeah and i'm not sure i'm even excited for it but i think you should be excited it's good. It's funny. Okay. There's some sad parts. And I think it's easier to read than past 
McCarthy books. Yeah. Um, That's will, refreshing. To me, I need to have my phone on standby to to use as a dictionary, but <laughs> which I guess is, you know, most Cormac McCarthy books. Yeah. I don't mind looking up words. Uh, yeah. Which is, which is, which is, uh, but it, it's pretty good. I've enjoyed it so far. I'm only a hundred pages in though. That's good though. I guess, uh, let's see if we're in theory recording two weeks from today. Monday after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Is that going to be a problem for anybody? John Sunday before Sunday after Thanksgiving. Well, Sunday. The twenty seventh. I can make it work. Don't. I don't think. Well, so. you'll have a whole vacation to read a Cormac McCarthy book, which we know you're so good at. <laughs> right, reading Cormac McCarthy <laughs> books in cabins. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. I just want to point out real fast. I just saw. Uh, this is a one star for the fisherman says can't bring myself to finish it basically a dull long soggy version of pet cemetery which wow. you guys may remember last episode i said it kind of has some pet cemetery vibes to it oh. so but yeah next episode we're hoping for the passenger i mean if we show up with dnfs we show up with dnfs I think I may start out 2023 picking up every book that I have less than 50% oh, of. Yeah. <laughs> to read. In 2022. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we should go like into an episode with all DNFs on the passenger. I think I think it deserves we well, talk better about, finish it. We, we talk about McCarthy enough. I know. To to finish to finish. It's a big damn book. book and have an entire episode on everyone. Well, look, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go pick it up and as soon as we're done recording, yeah. and start. Yep. It was thirty one damn dollars. Yeah. Maybe more. Got it for twenty seven at Mister K's. Dang. God Not bless him. It was a gift. First edition. My mom bought it. That's good. John, how much was yours? don't remember this one this book i'm gonna definitely have to have a paper and digital version so i'm gonna be i might be all in at 50 on it by the time we're all set he loves you then a reminder there's a new cormac mccarthy coming out next month yeah well so that was kind of my motivation it's like <laughs> i want to i want to have this one done for sure before the next one comes out the second one of the two, the second one sounds better to me just on the on the back flap. It looks skinnier too. Yeah. When I went to uh when I went to get it at Barnes and Noble, sorry everybody, but I don't have many better options, especially for a, a new book. Um the lady at the register goes, Well, my goodness, this is the fifth copy of this book I've sold today. Who is this guy? What? Yeah. <laughs> You're kidding. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what she said. <laughs> yeah, I just said it's Cormac McCarthy. That's funny. I, I went up to the desk at Mr. K's right there at the checkout. And uh he I, I was like, Y'all have a you know kind of a low tone. 
like, y'all have a Cormac McCarthy's new book? And someone in the back goes, the passenger? Another <laughs> one, another person. Oh, Cormac McCarthy's new book? Yeah. Like, I'm looking for it, too. Right up, right up <laughs> <in the front. laughs> someone, like, came walk behind the counter and, like, took me straight to it. I was like, dang, man, that's service right there, man. Yeah. I they really were excited for it, too. Yeah, I bet. I really liked that place. A bookstore notified me the Monday before it came out that their books that they had gotten in were damaged. And apparently they aren't Amazon, so they weren't cool with that. So they they got new ones in. So I had to wait till Wednesday to go pick it up. Oh yeah, this and weren't they weren't they going to loan you the damaged one or something yeah. in the meantime? Wow. <laughs> yeah. In case I need to read it for twenty four hours. Yeah. <laughs> I am actually. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm going to change the subject on oh, the bookstores, but changing the subject. Yeah. Sure. All right. Uh, so I went into a bookstore in Augusta yesterday called the Book Tavern, and one of our I noticed a, one of our uh, favorite authors on this show, uh, Peter Heller's book, The River, was in, in there on hardback. What? And it, it was in several places, and there were several copies. Like it was on display at the front on a special stand, like it was a new one. Uh, it was in another spot in the bookstore, and it was also under um, African American authors section so i thought that was interesting that they had like 15 of these hardback first edition the river on display i don't know if he had something come out i don't know about i know i um he might he's probably about due for one yeah but i really enjoy his book it's like they they had a bunch sitting around and they were like trying to offload them any way they could (laughs) It's a good book, though, folks. If you're in Augusta and you need to go help out the book tavern, that sounds like a cool place. Yeah, there's no beer, but it's, it's I, I'll I need to send you a picture for the gram. That'd be fantastic. Always taking pics for the gram. Always accepting. <laughs> never, never post. Them. I know, and then I'll never post them. <laughs> is, is there a? So they, they need to be book related, right? You better be careful putting that out there in the world. Well, I meant from YouTube. No. Oh, okay. You don't want unsolicited dick pics <laughs> yeah, from our no. fans. I don't want unsolicited book pics from the fans either. <laughs> Dude, I, I went into uh, Main Street Reads last week in, in Somerville, and right there, right displayed was James Wade. River oh, Saint. awesome. And I was like, wow. Look at that. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. I we have his at our Barnes and Noble. They have uh really? hardbacks and paperbacks of both the first two. I don't know if I've seen the new one, but I also um I've I have not been going to Barnes and Noble as much now that I have found the the friends of the library place, but I don't know if I saw it in there or not. Uh, yeah it, well it's cool to see him like uh way out there yeah getting getting more and more uh popular i think he's gonna uh, he's gonna be big I, I mean just the fact to have three books out already he's got to say something right i would think i hope so oh i hope so good guy great guy You guys uh, have any closing thoughts? 
When does the next McCarthy book come out? It's pretty, it's like next week, isn't it? Uh, I've got it pulled up one moment. December 6th. Okay, that'll work out good. That'll give me time to squeeze something in in between to decompress yeah. a little bit. I think those covers are interesting, though. They don't really appeal to me. No, I mean, if I if I was if I didn't know Cormac McCarthy and was just at the bookstore, that I would not even I would not yeah. even pick that book up. Maybe that's his his thought. Yeah. Marketing matters, folks. It's a bad thing, but it's more of the publisher, right? You're trying to sell books online, it better have an intriguing label on it. So he he could have been going with what Limp Biscuit did, and they they chose that name so they wouldn't have just mainstream fans. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. That's funny. I didn't know that. Did you learn that in the Woodstock documentary? I yeah, after after I learned of Limp Biscuit because I never listened to them before. Oh, really? I've heard, I've heard of them. I, I but I, I went and looked them up. I used to play this hockey video game when I was a kid that had a Limp Biscuit song on it. John, you never listened to Limp Biscuit when you were mm-hmm. like, you know, young. I, I was a bit sheltered. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Clear. Yeah, I mean, then I met Barry. Yeah. Through he through vandalizing my vehicle, that's how he met me. <laughs> so he wasn't that sheltered. <laughs> Have y'all seen that commercial where like the the mom has like the Limp Biscuit CD stuck in her CD player, and like the, she's driving a minivan and her kids are like rocking out to the Nookie. No, really? No, I don't think I've seen <laughs> yeah, that. It's freaking. It's funny. I, I haven't watched that Woodstock documentary, but I've talked to it about talked to several people about it. And <clears throat> I mean, they were just asking for it. And then when Limp Biscuit played that fuck shit up song or whatever it's called, <laughs> I mean, it was like <laughs> and then I saw the video of Kid Rock doing uh Balataba and I mean if you don't want to burn something down when that's going on, there's something ain't right with you. After that five minute intro, too. Jared, have you seen that? Oh, did you hear? You. No, you but I want to. I'm, 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 is with it on the, YouTube? He walks out in that big fur coat. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, we're stuck I mean, 99 awesome. Kid Rock intro. Yeah. Or, I'm about to go. No, watch there's it this too. whole concerts on there. Uh, it's like an hour long, but it it's immediately starts with what you want to see. Oh, break stuff. Don't watch it with children around. Oh, yeah. Break stuff's the Limp Biscuit. Break stuff. Wait, wait, wait. Do I need to watch Kid Rock and Limp Biscuit? I would just watch Kid Rock, probably. Just the Kid I mean, it's hard to tell what's going on with Limp Biscuit, but the the crowd is. The Kid Rock Rock video is pretty high quality. But you want to see another crazy. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Look, just look at a documentary, Mini Doc. No, no, the the documentary is on Netflix. Oh. Just go watch Kid Rock at Woodstock '99, and okay. it'll it's the first thing that'll come up. Another one to look up is Metallica playing uh, <laughs> in Russia after the Iron Curtain fell down, or whatever. And there's like four million people at this concert. Seriously, 
Dude, they just Limp Biscuits like walk, just walks out on stage and flipping everyone off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now you got you need to go watch you need to go watch the Kid Rock right now, Baltimore. His whole band looks like he just walked through this downtown. It's like, hey, I need <laughs> I need you to come play drums for a little bit. <laughs> All right. Anything else, guys? I got. Um, go ahead, Jerry. Ghost Rose. Ghost Rose, yeah. Thank you for saving us from a recession. Further, further, deeper recession. That something with the AL winning, the AL or you know. The well, the Phillies. I'm not aware. Have of been tied to every. Oh. <laughs> Like they won in 07 and then 08 happened and then they won. In, <laughs> you know, they won in like 1928 and then the Great Depression happened. <laughs> they won in 2000. I think so. I mean, really, it's like every every time that the Phillies have won the World Series. There's just been a depression. I well, enjoyed watching it. It was a good series. Dude, how about that bomb by Jordan? Yeah. Well, how about that freaking no-hitter, too? I'm a pitcher's duel kind of guy, so. Just nuts. I don't know. It, I think that home run that Alvarez hit, that 450-yard bomb to dead center field in the in the, in the seats above the batter's eye. Like, that's a long – that's a long ball. Yeah, that's the kind of ball. That's the kind of home run that ruins people's careers. Like, yeah, that guy who, who was pitching, right. like, dude, like, I, Brad Lidge was never the same after Albert Pujols in the uh, was it the NLCS? I can't remember what game it was, but like, absolutely demolished that home run ball in the ninth inning to to put the Cardinals up ahead. And Brad Blitch was never the same after that. Was I think that was 2005. But it's because that one ball, one shot, one swing of the bat. Yeah. Because something like that happens, you, you can't not think about it. No, and you, I mean, and it's also – I was never a pitcher. I was never a pitcher in baseball or anything, you know, but I just feel like you, that's something you can't forget about. And it's also like 100% your fault. Too. Yes. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's not like we're in football. If something goes wrong, like maybe it could, you know, uh-huh. we believe in extreme Tackle ownership over here. Everyone yeah. else. Yeah. <laughs> we do believe in extreme ownership here at the bourbon bookshelf, but that's right. Just generally speaking, if you're a pitcher and you give up the world series, you know, game-winning home Nuke. run. That is. It wasn't just a blooper home yeah. run. Dude. That thing was freaking dim- <laughs> like a no doubt, no doubter. Dead nuts center field. Anyway, I'm still jacked up from that game. Nice. Ghost yeah. Rose, man. Great season. Yeah, it was. Not, we didn't get into it. All right. Good night, everybody. Hey, if you're the first person at a four-way stop, recognize that and go like you're supposed to. Don't try to wave any <laughs> other people through. Thank you. Good night. Oh.
Thank you for listening to the Bourbon Bookshelf Podcast. Our aim with this show is to encourage people to read widely, enjoy good beverages in moderation, get outside, and have good conversations. We hope we can meet this goal while serving as good company for you, the listener. Don't forget to check out our website, bourbonbookshelf.com, where you can find links to purchase any of the books we have covered on this show. We do receive very minor financial compensation if you purchase through the Amazon affiliate links which we will use to continue to grow the show and keep it ad-free. If you enjoy the show, please let us know by subscribing to and reviewing the show, telling your friends, and following us on Instagram. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider making a small monthly donation to help us to continually improve the show. You can find the link to do this in the show notes for this episode on our website or on our Instagram page at bourbon underscore bookshelf. Thank you, and we'll talk to you soon.